Podcast Studios. This is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday! It is here! <laughs> Happy Friday the 13th, everybody! Ooh, the only one of the year I noticed that as I perused the calendar. Wait, there's only one Friday there's the 13th this year? I know. I, I kind of feel for those who, you know, use it as an excuse to head on over to Port Dover, which looks like a blast, by the way. It's the only day that I wish that I knew how to ride a motorcycle. The only one. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the only one, so enjoy it. At least we have good weather for it. Dave, you are... Hi, Dave. How are you? Hello, hello. You, uh, I am well. You likely should be a motorcycle rider. I don't know why you're not. <laughs> why do you say that? Because you've, you, you have the rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, okay. You see me roll. on a fat boy with those big, like, oversized handlebars? and No one would see me on it, but they could picture you on it, I think is the, the way to put it. Okay. I mean, out of all three of us, who would be the most likely? I suppose it would be Dave. Actually, well, whoever can you. rock the yeah <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing yeah anyone who can rock the leather chaps probably has the, the runaway lead on it and i don't think i can pull those off <laughs> we uh have a lot to get to in this episode of after nine but first off thoughts feelings impressions about the fact that we are once again going to game seven in the first round with the maple Leafs. <laughs> this is what worries Fuck. me is because i know some people listen to the podcast like later they'll binge it like on a sunday let's say or something so i'm afraid to even say a word because some people are listening to this way after the fact all i'll say is i'm i am cautiously optimistic but i'm a, i'm a fan of the leafs and have been for many years i was 18 the last time they even made it past round one so i i, I don't even know remember what that feels like I don't either. I was on the air then, and I can't remember it. That's how long ago it was. We need something more. And I thought this was the year, and it still might be. But like you said, Kat, let's not throw off the people who are binging on Sunday. Because <laughs> we're either out of the playoffs, or we're going to round two. And yeah. God, do I ever want to go to round two. The Davis- last time that the Leafs made it to a round two, the number one song on the radio was Usher, yeah. Yep. Oh, I remember the time. I remember That's the legit. time well. That's 100% true. I. Uh, just can't even. Uh, <laughs> you're a Habs fan, though. Do you even care? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. It's such an anti-Canadian thing to say. I, I don't care about hockey as much as I used to at all. That's fine. That's allowed. I think you're it's, allowed in the country still, right? Is he allowed in the country uh, still? Yeah, I think you're allowed. It's debatable. Fine. Like, like they didn't, they didn't chop up my passport at the airport. <laughs> um, is it? I think we can all agree it's rude to tell somebody bald or to make fun of someone bald mm-hmm. about their baldness. Can sure. we agree on that? A hundred percent. That's not in their control unless they intentionally made themselves bald. A court has ruled that calling a man bald is a form of sexual harassment. Oh, I didn't think, I did not think it was going to go there. Yeah. It happened over in the UK. It was a panel of judges that said using the word bald to describe someone is a form of discrimination. And they tried to connect talking about a man's baldness to talking about the size of a woman's breasts. And it's sexual since hair loss is more common among men than women. So if you are losing your hair, maybe that hairline is receding or you've got that little bald patch growing on the back of your head. If somebody calls you out on it over in the UK, they could be charged with sexual harassment. I don't know. Where's the sexual nature of it come in, though? I'm I'm a little confused. I don't think you should think sexual in the the traditional sense of the act of sex. I mean, sexual as in the sexes, male and female. Okay. It's a kind of wide interpretation of the laws yeah. that are on the books as I understand it. But hey, once the the judges rule, that's the ruling. The guy argued that the remarks about his appearance crossed a line when his supervisor at work insulted him by calling out his baldness. The court ruled they weren't just insults, they were harassment. And for what it's worth, by the way, all three judges suffer from hair loss. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. You had the right audience then. Yeah. Um, is that sexual harassment? I don't know, but I hope that we can listen to that and say, okay, you know what? We're not going to pick on people for things they can't control. We all razz each other. I razz Dave all the time about different things that he does. But if I were to pick on something personal like that, that he can't control, that's offside. Am I right? Yeah, I, I think so. uh, yeah, I think anything especially when it comes to someone's body, physical, anything physical is 
out of line. It is. And and maybe back in the day, it was more acceptable to do for any number of reasons, bald or whether someone's short or tall or whatever. Why do you need to comment on anyone's physical anything? I think it's inappropriate no, no matter what, unless it's in the conversation, unless that person's talking about it and brings it up. And I don't know, I mean, that might be the only okay moment, but otherwise I don't, I, I don't mean, I don't like it. I don't know. The only other time it's okay is if it's a roast on Comedy Central. Sure. In- <laughs> That's the only time that works. In I'm stuck on the uh, the re def- de- redefining sexual. Like, yeah, yeah. That that's what I'm stuck on with this because it's we know what the term means, but they're making it uh, a, a different literal definition. So if somebody were to say, "Well, you make fun of a bald person, it's sexual assault." nobody's going to understand what they what they're trying to say i think there's a different word that needs to be used there because it's not what what everybody understands yeah yeah i agree did you guys see the uh jugmeet singh thing outside that campaign office in peterborough where people were all over him calling him names Mm -hmm. thoughts I didn't see all the name. I didn't see it to be honest with you all the names that were called can you give us an example or is it even appropriate i i don't know yeah yeah i can do that Fuck you for good measure at the end. I would love to know. Take a quick poll there. Nobody seems to be in the mood to take a quick little poll. But I would love to know how many people were unhappy with him previous to this and just hated him from the get-go no matter what anyway and just wanted to join the crowd and how many changed sides and changed opinions. Well, one thing I will say is it was not that long ago. Jagmeet Singh was very popular. He was a social media star and people generally loved him. He was just that third-party guy who was probably never going to get elected prime minister, but, you know, he stood up with a a Bernie Sanders-type approach and, and just tried to call out injustice where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. But then he cut that deal with Justin Trudeau and he went all in on things like mandates and restrictions. And he, too, did have some pretty divisive rhetoric when it came to the trucker convoy and and uh, calling those people out. So it seems like people have had enough of the being called names and such, and they've decided to go right to the politicians. And when we see what's going on in the states, there are Supreme Court justices that can't leave their home because there's so many protesters outside their house and the White House is not condemning it. In fact, they're almost saying it's OK as long as it remains peaceful. I'm really not surprised that a mixed message has wandered its way up here to Canada that it's OK to approach the politicians directly. I'm really surprised these people got that close to the leader of the third party in the House of Commons. Is there no security around? That's kind of bizarre to me. Like these people got right in his face and called him every name in the book. And I do have a quote from him. He finally addressed it. There's a big, long statement, but I'll tell you uh, the Coles notes. He said he found that intense, threatening and insulting. He said it was something that he has never experienced before in his political career. Now, he says He can defend himself with his martial arts training, but he worries that this could prevent other good people from coming forward in politics. Listen, Jugmeet, there's a lot of things that are preventing good people from coming forward in politics. That's completely off topic. As far as this is concerned, here's what I'm wondering, because somebody, and they didn't say if it was Jugmeet himself or just a member of the public that saw the video, Somebody filed a complaint with the Peterborough police. So Peterborough police have said, we're looking into it. We'll investigate the video. Okay. I don't know that anything criminal happened here. It's not illegal to tell somebody to fuck off. It's not necessarily appropriate or professional, but it's certainly not illegal. In this case, 
The protesters tried to go to Ottawa and they had their bank accounts frozen and so on and so forth. That didn't work out. They are persona non grata just about anywhere. So my question is, if that's not okay, where is it okay for people to show just how frustrated and upset they are with where we are at this point in Canadian Mm -hmm. history? If you see Justin Trudeau, can you go up to him and call him a piece of shit? Okay, that's the thing is like to me, you've I I understand there's not a perfect way to do it, but venting in that way is just where is it going to get you? You you kind of look like a piece of shit yelling at someone that they're a piece of shit in their face. In do, my in my opinion, do you think that any part of Jagmeet heard what was happening there and that was a wake up call? Like, oh fuck. People are legitimately angry here. Oh, wow. I can't believe that people would take time out of their day to come down here and tell me to go fuck myself. I, I, maybe I should rethink what I'm doing here because this never used to happen. Until I jumped into bed with the liberals, I never got shit like this. And now people are following him around. Is there any part of him that had a bit of a wake-up call or a light bulb go off over his head that says, maybe I've gone down the wrong path and pissed off too many people. What do you think, Dave? No, because if he did the other thing, went the other way and supported a conservative movement, no, that would they would have a completely different tune. I think that this is completely bad faith. This kind of an argument, getting up there and screaming at somebody, we've lost the ability to have a decent and reasonable conversation. Mm-hmm. We think that we need to scream. What's the point? that they're trying to make because all I hear is things like treason a new world order, great reset dictator, blah, blah, blah. But none of them make an articulate point about what's actually happening. Oh, I'm mad. Okay. Talk about why you're mad. Okay. But, but they, they tried that though. The they went to Ottawa to have a conversation and Jagmeet blew them off. And so did Justin. Nah, I, I don't know if I'd say it that way because again, that point going there and saying things in that, that, that directive that they were going with, I, the message changed like four different times. What are you What are you saying other than I'm mad? In all because, fairness, there was a lot of people yelling, so they may not have been completely coordinated in their messaging. Well, well that's that's part of the problem, right? So they take the lead of these people who, uh, you know, organizers of the convoy, things like that, who have this extreme kind of message, but don't ever really have an actual solution to anything. It's just let's complain about what's happening. And you can continue to do that no matter what party's in, in power, and it'll happen like that till the end of time if we don't get a handle on the ability to have decent and reasonable conversations with each other. This kind of thing gets you nowhere. But I think that some of the people who do that kind of thing, they're just looking for the reaction. They're looking to be seen as somebody who stands up and, and, and fights the power and that kind of thing, even though they have nothing really to add to the conversation. Now, I'm not saying the entire point is, is moot and they're not really saying anything at all, but... When the majority are doing that or a loud portion of the the people are doing that, that's all that gets paid attention to. We can't have these conversations because nobody gets anywhere with it. We're not enemies. Uh, At the end of the day, we're supposed to all be Canadians and uh, we may have different philosophies on on how things should be done. But what's with this divisive state? If you're you're team blue or team red or team orange, like you have to identify as one or the other. And the other guys are your enemies, no matter what side you sit on. And it's I'm so tired of it. But so done with it. Didn't this, though, get started right up at the top? Wasn't it Justin that basically called them a bunch of deplorables that refused to have a conversation when they asked for one? Uh, Didn't that all come from the top? I mean, the election that we had last year was all about dividing. It was nothing about uniting Canadians. I mean, what you just said was beautiful. I think it's great that we should all uh, aspire to be able to sit and talk and air out our differences in a civil way. But when the other side's not listening and they're not even acknowledging you and they're calling you extremists and so on and so forth, don't you think at some point you have to get a little extreme? There was no violence there. There was shouting and it was inappropriate language, but there was no violence. They got their point across. I mean, Jugmead acknowledged it with a statement. I would think that's mission accomplished. It's not like they had an incredible point that they were making and they were doing it articulately. And then all of a sudden he called them deplorables. And then uh, then it all hit the fan. No, no, that's no. That's not what happened. Right? During the election campaign, that's exactly what happened. Trudeau called them out and said, there are those people that, what was it he called them? They're often racist. They're often misogynists and so on and so forth that refuse to get vaccinated. I, I don't understand how that wouldn't be considered divisive rhetoric. Well, I mean, yes, I understand what you're saying on that, but I think at the same point, it's it's not that wasn't point one. That wasn't where it started, right? So this this kind of thing is just bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and getting bigger and bigger. And this is what happens: like they get out there, they get their cameras out on their phone, and they just start screaming. 
And it doesn't get anybody anywhere other than one side pointing, saying you guys are idiots. And the other side pointing, saying you guys are idiots. Where are we going with this? Where, I mean, where is the solution? Nearest I can tell, this ends when the mandates end. And it is, we're the only country now that's still requiring masks in a lot of the settings that have, it's been dropped everywhere else. I, I don't know if you heard yesterday, but the European Union dropped the mask mandate for planes and airports and public transportation. Uh, there's also Canadians who can't leave their own country. They can't travel because they're not allowed to get on a plane or a train and you can't cross the land crossing without a vax passport i mean Mm -hmm. at what point are we going to stop this and say all canadians are equal but here's the thing what's the percentage of canadians that that did get vaccinated it's immense so there's this small group of people that small group is in the millions though we're not talking about 10 or 20 people no, understood. But again, when you're never going to get 100% compliance, no matter what you say, because of who says it, no matter what. Spaghetti might be your favorite meal, but if a liberal says, hey, spaghetti is the best food on the planet, you're going to, if you're a conservative who's hardcore about it and hates a liberal, you're going to go, spaghetti is the shit. I hate it. It's terrible. I don't like it. It's just, it, there's, nobody can agree on anything because we've all made teams out of this. So it doesn't matter what gets said. This, again, so many people uh, vaccinated, so many people complied. I'm moving along perfectly fine. I'm good. I, I, I just we, we just were so mad. And, and who's to blame for it? I think there's a lot of places to point the finger, but I just we're not getting any better and not getting any any closer to a solution. And when things like that happen and then it starts getting personal, it starts getting insulting to uh, his race or, or his religion. And, and, and it just keeps escalating and getting worse and that, worse. But look online, look online at the people who are supporting that. Look at the comment sections of places where they post the video. Uh, there's a lot of it and it's, it's sickening. I mean, I mean, not that the, not that the comment section is the first place you should look for intelligent conversation on just about anything, <laughs> but it's there and it's, you know, it, it, it feeds, it feeds the fear and it feeds the anger. Let's make it a little weird for Dave here. Kat, when's the last time work just called you up and said, we're going to give you a bonus. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> just felt like it. Yeah. I don't recall that conversation. Uh, I, I don't huh. either. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. That oh, funny is your line out? disconnecting? What's going on? Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's breaking up, isn't it? <laughs> the CEO of the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, his name is Bill Macbeth, took the stage at a ceremony that was being held at his hotel. He wanted to announce to each of its 5,400 workers at his hotel that they're all getting a $5,000 bonus. Every single one of you, he said, it's going to cost the casino $27 million to give every employee a $5,000 bonus. What do you do when you go into work and maybe your job is to bring drinks to the gamblers who are sitting at the blackjack table? Or maybe your job is to vacuum the floor. Maybe you're a dealer. Maybe you're the person who counts the money. In all likelihood, most of those people are not making huge money. A $5,000 bonus is going to totally change things around for you, no? Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, and no matter who you are, you get one. I like that inclusiveness, too. It's always a good idea to put incentives out there for your employers, however you can offer it. We're talking about the Cosmo in Las Vegas, so that would be higher up than another small business, for example, who's unable to offer that much. But the the little things add up, even being appreciated. And for some people, that means bonuses. For other people, that just means um, seeing what they do and letting everyone know what a great job that they that they've done, right? All those little things can add up to keeping people around. And I mean, I keep talking, but there is a, a member of management that is on with us right now. So you can probably <laughs> agree with that. It's just the, the matter of, for, yeah, the money's nice, but it's also just like having someone appreciate you, right? Being a, Feeling like you're appreciated at work. And there's lots of little ways to do it. Bonuses are certain a great, uh, certainly a great way to do it, especially when you have money like the Cosmo. Hmm. Yeah. The uh, the Cosmo is an interesting conversation because I think about the cost that Scott put out, 27 million bucks, right? How quickly do they make that back up at the Cosmo in Las Vegas? By about 4 p.m. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. usually at the table that I'm sitting at. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Cosmo's got a bit of my money over there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to you have to understand that it is. A, this is a hotel that makes a shit ton of money. Uh, a, on a daily basis yeah. makes more money than you could even fathom mm-hmm. <laughs> which which is uh, it's not to downplay it because yeah five grand is a lot it'll make a difference for a lot of people that's absolutely awesome um you know it, it's so funny you talk about this because we've been having conversations just in general in 
in different workplaces about recognition and, and how people feel good or feel bad about the work that they do. And it's so funny that every single person feels differently about what recognition means to them. A lot of people will say it's about the bottom line. Give me more money. That's it. I don't I don't need to be praised. I don't need to be thanked. I just need more money. Um, and then there's others who say so you I got my feel, email. OK, good. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I filed it under. I'll, t- I'll look at this one later. Um, <laughs> but the other side of it, there's a lot of people who would who would just be happy with a pat on the back. Like, a, hey, I really appreciate the work that you've been doing or you did a you did a great job on this project or whatever it may be. So in a manager's position, it's hard because we don't have infinite bank accounts where we can just go. Everyone gets money. Um, so sometimes that frustration gets taken out on the wrong people. <clears throat> manager sitting over here. Talking. Oh, um, oh sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. You know, yeah. Right. It's like we get blamed for it if we can't sure. create the wild dreams or, or, you know, grant the wishes like the Wizard of Oz. Like it, it doesn't work that way sometimes. And, um, you know, trying to have a cohesive office or workplace of any sorts, really, it's about trying to make people happy. But if somebody's just never happy unless they get a specific thing, well, that makes it difficult because that might not be attainable. Kat, let me ask you this question because I feel like you might know when you buy or when uh, someone goes out to buy an engagement ring, they're probably going to add it to their insurance, right? Their house insurance. Do you have you have to add it to your insurance? You know, that's an interesting point. And it was something that was brought up. I remember after I got engaged, somebody brought it up to me. Maybe it was even you. I don't know. But somebody brought that up to me like, oh, make sure you claim that. Make sure you put that on your home insurance. It is part of contents insurance. So part of your insurance is contents for your home etc. So even if you don't own your home, you don't have that kind of home insurance, it's always important to get contents insurance and you can absolutely throw that on with it. Yes. And and it, would it be insured as soon as you buy it or after you give it or if someone stole it straight up you're talking, right? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, because there is like isn't there like I don't know. For example, if you bought with any one of the number of jewelers, let's say our great friends at Raffi Jewelers, that's a great location. They I, are good. I, I believe that they have something in place where you can you can do something with the bigger pieces of jewelry, right? Whereas if something broke off or what have you, they've got you covered. But over and above that, yeah, with insurance, you'd probably add that to the mix. I, I'm, I'm wondering because I don't exactly know what's going to happen here, but his name is Billy Christie. He was the best man at his brother's wedding. When it was time to hand over the ring, you know how the best man passes it to the groom, the groom puts it on the bride's <laughs> finger. Yeah. It was actually tied to a little pillow. So that's good. Ring bearer comes up the aisle, best man holds onto it. Boom, here we go. We all know how that exchange works. As he was untying it, he dropped it and it went down the sewer grate. Why were they? Wait, hang on. Why were they getting married over a sewer grate? They were getting married in their backyard, and they had a drainage ditch. Why the fuck would you choose that spot, though? (laughs) You're not telling me there's some grass, like a patch of grass to the right or left of it. This sounds like a redneck issue. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) What a pompous statement, Cat. People like to get married over sewers, and who are you to criticize? They don't. I got married in a sewer, you bitch. (laughs) Maybe that's where they met. Who knows? Nobody does that. Nobody, except for maybe a certain portion of the population, wouldn't even consider that this might be an issue. I'm going to get married. What portion of the population? I already said it and I'm not going to say it again. I'm going to get married over a well. What could go wrong? It's like the people that get married right at the edge where there's a pond or a lake beside them and hope for the best. Like you're going to probably trip and fall into that lake. Like avoid, avoid anything as much as possible. Any issues you could possibly face. Okay, well, next question I have in all of this is you're there, you're in front of the officiant, and you're getting ready to say your vows, and oh my God, the ring just fell off the pillow, and it went down into that sewer grate. They had to call the fire department to come and lift out the sewer grate and try and fish out the ring. And I'll tell you now, they eventually did find the ring. Do you delay the wedding until there's a ring, or can you get married without a ring? I don't even know how that works. Did they wait by the... So did they actually wait? Yeah, the bride was losing her fucking mind. (laughs) I'll just put this poop ring on. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I I don't even know what kind of drainage it was. It could have been sewage, uh, maybe. Somebody get me some rhodium. (laughs) We got to get this thing cleaned up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this obviously depends on who you ask. You're asking me and I say, yeah, carry on with it. It's not a big fucking deal. You just put the ring on it later, like after the fact. I think the ring is ceremonial, right? It's the paperwork that matters. That's exactly right. There are so many things that are ceremonial or traditional that happen. It's really just the signing of the papers. That's all you actually need. 
the ring doesn't actually matter? It's then why are shocking. we giving these things? It's They're too shocking. Ex- what? What? I no. Know. I know. I thought that was part of the deal. It's crazy, right? Nope. Ugh. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Throw, in fact, you throw all, everybody throw yours in the sewer. Everybody today, throw it in the sewer. You don't need it. Yeah, next time you see Jugmeet Singh walk down the street, take your ring off and throw it in a sewer. <laughs> Protest it. <laughs> well, if he dropped the mandates, everyone could keep their rings. That's right, yeah. Drop the mandates or we're going to drop our rings. <laughs> okay. I've never heard of this app, but it's out there. It's called Circuit, and you can use it to plan out a route. And they're trying to get delivery drivers to use the app. And, and they did a little survey just to get in the heads of couriers. And when they did that, they discovered an interesting statistic that I don't think any of us were aware of. One in four delivery drivers have had some sort of a hookup with someone on the job, in the really? van. Ooh. You know. Oh. <laughs> You know, on their break or I don't know. As, as long as the vehicle wasn't moving, I guess that's the minimum we can ask. Hopefully I, I it was on their break. Maybe it's a guy thing. But I think Scott and I, our heads are both in the exact same spot with this, where it's like it, it, this sounds like a like a porno movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like FedEx pulls up and got your package. Yeah. I mean, it's bigger than <laughs> you were expecting. Yeah. Was, come on oh. in. Uh, it, oh. Now, now you mentioned FedEx, and of course, that's one of the bigger courier companies. But can we also put like those in the gig economy in the mix here? Like, are we talking anybody? Because I'm thinking once you get more and more people, which we do now, traveling in their own cars mm-hmm. where their comfort level is 100 mm-hmm. percent. And it's basically also like in part a living room for them because they that's what they do for a living now is drive. You have that comfort level. So it's not like you're doing it in a FedEx truck necessarily. This could be your own comfort, your own van. You're fucking in it. So if you're on break and you meet up with anybody, you, whether it's your spouse or a hookup or whatever, I could see how this might happen more often. Okay, but before I read you the rest of the numbers, I'm trying to get my head wrapped around how this works. I'm I'm assuming, because it takes two to tango here, someone is just sort of wandering around their house extremely horny, thinking, what am I going to do to feed the need here? And then, well, lo and behold, there's a UPS truck out front. I'm going to (laughs) go knock on the door and see if they're interested. Is that how this goes down? Is there no flirting or courting or anything? It's just sort of a, hey, hey, yeah, let's go. Is that how this works? This is, did seems you to be say too you, easy. Did you say UPS or UPNAS? <laughs> <laughs> you put that package right here on my front porch. Stick no, it in the mailbox. I don't know if a lot of the, I don't know. Maybe you know more specific details, obviously, Scott, on this. But my guess would be this is more people who already knew the people. They're not necessarily people who met for the first time, in fact. But I'm sure there, there is some of that. Absolutely. There could be even be people on an, the, sure, they're on their, you know, whatever, uh, Amazon delivery app, whatever they use, finding their addresses. Well, they're also on Grinder. You know what I mean? At the mm-hmm. same time. And they're finding people close by. It could be any number of things. Cat, are those brown shorts a turn on for you? <laughs> hey, they don't look bad. They don't look bad. Oh, it's fine. Go. But no, right. I don't think th- I'm going to guess this is less random hookups and more so, hey, this is a person I've been seeing for a while. Hey, I'm, you know, in between drives here. What are you fucking doing? Let's do this. They say so is this all about happening in the vehicle. Well, uh, you know, what? let me break it down because I don't know the exact answer to that. They say 564 drivers comprised of 69% food delivery drivers and 31% other couriers. Interacting inappropriately with a customer was one of the most common Ah. indiscretions reported, according to the findings. 27% of drivers participated in, and I quote, less than professional communications. (laughs) I could see that. 25% revealed they hooked up with someone while working. There were further indiscretions, which I'll go into in a sec. When it comes to the um, indiscretions reported, less than professional communications. Is that like when your uh, Uber Eats driver drops off your food and then says, uh, hey, hope you enjoyed your meal. Uh, Beautiful house and tries to spark up a conversation, trying to lead it that way. Possible. I noticed there was no cars in the driveway. Are you alone? What are you wearing? That's a lot of food for one person. Hey, I'm your Instacart delivery person. Here's your groceries. Do you want me to bring them in the house oh, for you? Yeah, you don't have a lot of groceries. Do you live alone? You know, that kind of shit. 
By the way, if you're going to hook up with someone and you have someone else's Instacart order, could you at least be kind enough to drop off the, like the fresh produce and stuff like that first to make sure that gets in the fridge before you go fucking around? Don't leave it in your trunk. <laughs> Don't leave it in your trunk while you're getting a blowjob is all I'm saying. Can you please deliver first and then get your BJ out of the way? Thanks. Why is this kale wilted? Yeah. <laughs> this celery is, feels like rubber. Yeah. How long was it sitting in this 30 degree heat? This chicken is brown. <laughs> <laughs> These eggs are all cooked. You were fucking somebody while I was waiting for my order. And you know there's always a smell, right? So they bring the groceries in. Oh. Wait a second. This papaya smells like sex. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Further indiscretions the survey found included urinating around customers' homes. Oh. So what, what, what about that? You go back and check your, your nest cams or something or your doorbell cam and you realize, after he dropped off the food, he pissed in my bush. That's horrifying. That is horrifying, Yang. No. The man urinated in my geraniums. What the hell? The other big one was eating food deliveries, which accounted for 80% of those questioned. 80% of the 69%, the food delivery guys, have eaten part of someone's order. Oh, that's, that's no, that's fireball Can right I, there. That's, that, you're done. I agree. I mean, that's just like straight up, though. You're not doing your job. Not only are you not doing your job properly, that's like a blatant, horrible thing to do. It's the opposite of what you're going to do. But I've, I've, can I say I've heard of that happening before? Or people at least accusing the driver of doing it. Like the order was supposed to be there and it's just not it's just completely missing and then anytime you get a uh, like a swiss chalet like with half the fries gone (laughs) that's that (laughs) that what you're talking about Mm -hmm. well i wonder about that because i mean i have ordered a lot over the years and occasionally there is something missing and i just chalked it up to they must have been busy and forgot to put it in the bag or something like that and the apps are usually pretty good they'll just credit you for it or they'll ask you if you want a new order or whatever it's fine did the restaurant make a mistake or did that son of a bitch eat it? That's what I'm wondering. Now you're wondering. Like, fuck. I ordered. It was a two for one and I only got one burger. What the hell happened to the other burger? Yeah. That there, son of a bitch ate it. He ate it. Yeah. There's snacks and nibbles and things like that that you can get away with. But things like a pizza, if a slice is missing, you're going to know. <laughs> it's a problem. You know, <laughs> they if a pepperoni's <laughs> pulled they, off, you're going to see it. They baked it that way. That's the way it came. Yeah, we, we, we do we do the almost full pizzas here at this place. <laughs> <laughs> Same price, but you get one last slice. Can I can I go back to the piss guy for one second? Because I'm curious how you guys would act to this. So if a driver drops something off and says, hey, could I use your bathroom? And let's say you got a powder room uh, right by the front door. I don't know about what, that. What do you say if he's if, the, if uh, he or she or whoever is delivering says, hey, can I please use your washroom? This is a really yeah. this is an emergency. I mean, what are you doing? I've been yeah. there before, but it wasn't a deli- it wasn't like that. It wasn't like a quick delivery. It was someone that was fixing something. So in that case, I was like, "Yeah, you've been here. For- you're here for like a half hour, let's say. I think he was there for like a half hour, forty five, and then just said, "I know we're not supposed to, but can I use your bathroom? Can I just say it? I said yes, but it was kind of weird because he was in there for a while. Oh, and that did weird me out. Yeah, like there wasn't. He was a- probably jerking off. There wasn't. A- <laughs> well, don't, don't <laughs> like honestly, don't say that to me. Like I'm not kidding you when I say that I checked the room for cameras after because I was like, is this? I don't know. Like he seemed like a fine fella, but uh, older man. But I, I was like, why were you in there so long? There was no smell coming from the room or anything like that. But I was like, should I have said no? Like, and then I was checking around. I'm like, is there like a camera planted in here? Or like, why did he take so long? Is there a difference between letting him use the ensuite to the ma- to the main bedroom of the oh. house, or is it the powder room at the front door? Of would course. you would you let them in even if they had no work done in the house, but they were dropping off a package and were like desperate to use the washer? I don't know, man. I, I I don't know where I stand with that now. I I bathroom broken. Go find another one. <laughs> All of the toilets are broken in this house. It's a weird ask, though. You're not supposed to ask. That's the truth is you are not supposed to ask to use somebody else's facilities. If you have to, you have to go to a Tim Hortons or you have to go somewhere else. Even for people who are, let's say, uh, putting on your new putting on a new roof for you. They're there all day long. They're not allowed inside your house. They're not supposed to do that. That's mostly the deal. But I mean, I I said yes in that one moment. And then I was left wondering and asking questions. Maybe maybe I wouldn't again the next time. I uh, a couple of things on that. Number one. This is exactly why I say, and I'm going to say it again louder for the people in the back, because this is something we should all do. Don't ever poo in your powder room, 
because you never know when <laughs> someone's going to come over. We had that. You never know. We had that as one of those like unwritten rules in your house growing up, right? Mom and dad always say, do not take a shit in that powder room. Yep. It was like the no, you go down to the basement, you go upstairs, you go anywhere but the powder room. <laughs> you hide your filth. You hide that shit. <laughs> Keep your shame right? to yourself. Yeah. It is a good general rule though. I mean, sure. It's amazing how many people don't know that. And go figure, the one time you poo in your powder room, someone's going to knock on the door. Can I use your bathroom? Yeah. And then you're going to feel weird. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, I think there needs to be a little bit of humanity. Don't ask unless you really have to go. And if somebody asks, it's because they really have to go. And you should probably let them go. So I think it's kind that you let that person use the bathroom. Now, in reality, they probably put a camera in there and he knows what your bum looks like. <laughs> so, I mean, you just have to deal with that, that there's some old man out there that's enjoying that. I have to go check. What? I have to sweep the room again now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Would you ask if it's a one or two? No. That's I kind mean, of I a wouldn't. fair question. You th- so do would you ask though? I don't know a lot of people that would ask. Maybe as a joke, just to see their reaction. Like, are you taking a shit though? <laughs> and to see if they like, if they give you any like visual cues of like, oh no, they know. Yes, it's gonna guys, pour out of me like lava. Yeah, person's sweating half to death, and they're like, it's crippling diarrhea. May I please use your washroom immediately? <laughs> I would at least demand a discount of sorts. No? Can okay. we do that? Well, how is that much fair? is it worth? <laughs> a discount? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the price of one pair of jeans. <laughs> the, the, the driver comes out super, super depressed and, and like embarrassed and goes, I left the tip on the counter for you. Like I'm giving it back. <laughs> like I, Now, let me ask you this then. Would it change your opinion if it was a female driver who needed to use it because she needed to... Uh, change uh, a menstrual product or something like that, but didn't say that, just said they wanted to use the washroom. Would that go through your head at all? Would you think yeah. about that? I would probably always say yes to a woman. I would always say yes to a woman. Maybe that's really? discriminatory in nature, but yeah, because Absolutely. I understand how we operate <laughs> and sometimes you do, when you gotta go, you gotta go yep. in that way. Sure, I would assume that might be it or just generally I feel safer, but that's me personally as a woman opening my door to somebody else. Well, I yeah. also have the benefit of being a guy and knowing how guys work in the bathroom and they're fucking careless. They're <laughs> swinging their dick around and there's probably pee on your floor and I don't want any of that shit. Women, I have a pretty good idea of what's going to go on in there and I feel like they're a little cleaner. I also know that there's certain biological issues that women have to deal with. For example, if they've had children in the past, maybe they can't hold it as long as they used to. Mm-hmm. Little things like that where sure. I try and be considerate. That's so. Not- don't you dare call me sexist because I'm likely to let a woman do it, not a guy. It's not a hookup thing. It's a it's a humanity oh, thing. Wait, wait. Nobody said anything about a hookup until you brought it up. I know. Well, I mean, if she's yeah. interested and hot. <laughs> By the way. After you sit on that toilet, you can sit on me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, Dave. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Dave. No, I'm I'm done. I think I'm done. <laughs> the uh, um, guys, this is great. We are always striving to reach uh, net zero when it comes to STDs and STIs, but it feels like there hasn't really been net any zero. <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't been a whole lot of innovations in the safe sex department. I mean, when condoms came out, that was like, oh, my God, this is groundbreaking. But what since then? There's not a ton. The FDA just approved a new device to prevent STIs, specifically, though, during oral sex. It's called, let me get the proper name for it here. It is called the Laurel. L-O-R-A-L-S. And again, now FDA approved. These are single use, one time only women's underwear that women put on for oral sex. Okay. So wait right. a minute. Great. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Hold on. Hang are you guys on. in shock or what happened? Because like, hey, yeah. there's dental. I, I'm aware of what dental dams are. Is this the same thing? Similar. Actually, that's a great comparison, Kat. So let me read you the story. They say it's a safe sex aid. The product is meant to be an alternative to dental dams as a way to pleasure a woman orally while preventing STIs. The makers of Laurels say their product is disposable latex underwear Hmm. that prevents the transmission of bodily fluids and harmful pathogens and STIs. They're sold in a bikini or a shorty cut. And they're as thin as condoms. Basically, this is like a full butt condom. 
Whereas a guy will just put one on his pecker. The girl puts these on like underwear and, and the, the oral gets had. And then she takes off the underwear and all her juices stay in, in the there. <laughs> Juices. It's not a turkey on Thanksgiving. Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know what else to call it. I mean, what fuck, an if you've got a better idea. The juices stay in. The juices. Oh wow. <laughs> well, this is meant to prevent them from getting all over you. Is it? Is it protect the butthole too? And is that? Is it supposed to? Are we supposed to be doing that? It's a full panty. Yeah. So if you want to toss the salad, that's fine. But you're using this thing. It's so like a condom is, for women. But it's but it's underwear. So I'm I'm. I, I, theoretically you'd be eating underwear no you don't eat it although it is flavored uh no, you're licking I, I at it and you're munching I at yeah. it i hear i, I mean, see what he's getting i'm using yeah i'm using eat it in that sense i'm not using eating as it's a meal <laughs> <laughs> by the way please never call a woman's genitals a meal that's just a oh, putting those two things women call men a, a snack idea. i don't understand why it can't go both ways oh i hate that so much a snack uh on their website yeah, so you just go to the underwear, and, yeah. and you just, that, that's, okay. Think of it this way. Woman pulls down her underwear, whatever kind of underwear she's got on. Then she grabs one of the laurels, which are the initial first flavor is cookie flavor. So it's flavored. It's flavored. Mm. So she takes off her underwear, she puts on one of these laurels, and then Guy can just mow down, and he's safe, she's safe, everybody's good. It's not going to taste like cookie. Well, like, let's just it be never perfectly yeah. Does a flavored condom the, taste like the, the flavor? The banana shit don't taste like banana. The mangoes don't taste like mangoes. <laughs> There's no fucking way it tastes like cookies, okay? So whoever's excited about this, just hang the fuck on. Oh, but it's cookie flavor. Sure. No, I guarantee you it's not. <laughs> to be clear, they are single use, and they're specifically made for a woman's body. Because it's latex, it kind of contours and, and gets... It's a nice and form-fitting there. So apparently it's a fairly close contact thing. And again, they're making them as thin as a condom. Anything safe option, you know, that, that great. Cool. Great. You could probably put it in your purse before you go to the bar and you're all set. You know what I mean? Well, if you carry, well, I mean, some people carry around an extra pair of panties sure. anyway. You so might, might as well, well carry around the safe sex ones. Oh, and also my purse now smells like Chips Ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, madam, but I couldn't help uh, notice the scent of fudgios <laughs> emitting from from your region. May we chat? You smell like girl guy cookies. <laughs> Is it a chewy chips ahoy? Soft, uh, soft baked, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those biscottis. It's like, why is it so crunchy? <laughs> Ew. I want to dip you in tea. It's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you soak her for a half an hour first? Like, what is happening? I feel like I should be wearing a really big fancy hat right now. <laughs> you go to the Kentucky Derby smelling like a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but again, I'm just wondering, is this, uh, can this be normalized in the same way that a condom could? Because it's all fairly normal now. And, you know, I mean, I get that some people feel like it's weird to have to stop what you're doing. Hold on, I got to put a condom on. Is it the same thing for a girl like, oh, oh hold on, I got to put some, pa- uh, some laurels on here so I can make sure that none of my juices get on you? Oh. Yeah, we're being childish by reacting to all of the weird things yeah, in we this. Are. But imagine back in the day when the first condom was introduced and they're, they're explaining how it works. And the guy goes, hold on, you put it on what? And you, it's made of what? And it does what? Like, I, I can't imagine the first conversation really being a clear, oh, I get it. I totally understand. So maybe this is just the new version of that. Yeah, sure. Again, any, any option for, for safety in that area? Great. Fine. Laurels, if you're interested in uh, in having those on, I'd also appreciate a little bit of feedback here too. So, ladies, these are specifically for you. Shoot either myself or Kat a DM. It depends how much you want to disclose, and and let us know if this is something you would try. Because until now, if you wanted to go the condom route, those were always typically for men because guys had to put it on their dick. This one is one that you have to put on, and I'm curious: Are you willing to do it? Does the idea sound neat? 
Would you try it? Does it sound better? Is it any better? I'm curious than mm. what there already is. Like, I couldn't even, t- I don't know what a dental dam looks like or feels like. I would assume that maybe it I, would be better than that? Question mark? I don't know. See, I don't know either, but I get the impression it's like that thing they put in your mouth at the dentist when they've got to keep the, the, the juices in you. I, I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. It's just like a thin, pe- it's like the thickness of a balloon. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't feel the same, and is that an, that's the other question that I want to ask? Would be better then, yeah. It wouldn't feel the same, but is different. Okay, with safety in mind. Sure. Shoot us a DM. Let us know. Last thing we're going to get to is it's going to be gorgeous this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, today's going to be thirty degrees with the humidity. I don't know if you've got plans, but uh, Dave, this is your first summer with the pool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Very excited. Have you opened it up yet? No, next weekend, next Friday. Ah, oh, very good. Re- ah, darn. Should have been today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Coulda, we, right? Well, it, we looked at the calendar, just thought, well, we were originally going to do it at the beginning of June, and we thought, well, if, what if the weather's nice? And it, sure enough, it's beautiful right now, so we should have had it open already. Mine opens tomorrow, and I am pretty pumped that I got this weekend. Last weekend, debatable, but we've had so many times where. Ah, it gets warm, and then it goes back down below zero. So I don't know if there's a right or wrong time to do it, but I feel like we're in the sweet spot. So, Dave, you're good. Fire up the barbecue this weekend, everybody. Hell yeah. Get some burgers mm-hmm. in you. Two things on that. The average person eats 60 burgers a year. 60 times a year, people will eat a hamburger. Does that sound about right to I, you? Well, no, I mean, no, because if, if we know we know there's 52 weeks in a year. So you're telling me we eat far more than one burger a week on average. Yep. This isn't just homemade burgers. That's grabbing something on the go. And, and you know what? Let's be honest. A lot of people also double up. I don't know many people that just get a Big Mac or just get a quarter pounder. Whereas that used to be more than enough food. Now you have to add a McDouble or a McChicken onto it at the end. So <laughs> a lot of people yeah. do shit like that. So maybe oh. that's Holy where it got to 60. Cat hasn't been clubbing in quite a while. At the end of the night, that's the, I'll have four cheeseburgers with extra it, pickles. It has. <laughs> but, no, but also no pickles. It, it has been a minute, yeah. <laughs> TGI Fridays, big chain in America, is out with a pretty interesting theory. And it never occurred to me, but they're saying there's no wrong way to eat a burger, but there is a right way to eat a burger. And the way we're doing it is not the right way. They say when you get your burger delivered to you at your table, you should flip it upside down. I've heard this. Eat it upside down. I've heard this. Initial thoughts on that? I don't get it. Uh, Ultimately, I don't understand it, but I have heard this. I I still don't understand why you would do it that way. Okay, so you know that on a bun, there's going to be the fatter side and the skinnier side. And the skinnier side is always on the bottom. The fatter side is on top, right? Mm Mm-hmm. If you turn the burger upside down, the juices from the burger go into the fat side. It retains the flavor a little bit better, and it prevents your burger from getting as soggy as it would the other way, where it all seeps into the small side. Then why isn't the bottom side of a bun made bigger? That would throw it off. It's got to be flat so that the burger sits. But the bottom of the burger is actually the top of the burger. I'm confused with how many burgers are leaking that much shit that it's an issue. I mean, I don't think I've ever had like a burger that when I ate a burger bun would be too seeped through on the bottom. Like, oh, no, it's fucking ruined. It's all mush in the bottom. No, but it would be less seepage overall on a per capita basis if you flip it over and it goes into the big part of the bun. Okay. Apparently, it makes a difference. They say flipping your burger means there's more bread underneath to absorb the juices and flavors. Well, it sounds like the last conversation. To absorb the juices and flavors from the burger and toppings as you bite into it. It also means that your tongue meets the toppings first and the burger second. Whether that tastes better to you is down to personal preference, but they suggest give it a try and see if you like it better. So when you get your burger, either flip it over or stand on your head and eat it. <laughs> but, what about all the toppings you put on, or toppings you put on top of the burger, like your tomato, your onion, your lettuce? That's all up to the bun, the top bun, right? Yeah. So if you flip it upside down, the juices, uh, more seepage. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be a bunch because it's not getting to the bread. It's ending up in the tomatoes and onions and lettuce. 
Well, maybe you should lay off the toppings a little bit. I'm going to say that first and foremost, <laughs> if this is a big obstruction for you. Uh, I also think that that's part of the fun of it all. Hey, tomatoes, a little wet. So if you flip it over, let that tomato shit run into the bun instead of dripping all over your hands. I think that's great. You retain a little more flavor. I think this is brilliant. I don't know why you're making that face. I just don't think it's I don't know why you're doing it. I just don't think it's like rocket science. Like, okay, fuck, flip your burger if you want. Like, I don't care. You do you. I, I'm not. No. Go ahead. What about, what about cutting the burger it. in half? Why would we fucking do that? That's allowed. That's allowed. If it's a big burger, that's allowed. Why is that not okay? Why would manage we, the manage the juices better? Juice management? No. If you flip it upside oh, down, it like even this if whole it's thing cut is about juice, this whole thing seems to be about juice yeah, management. Exactly. My suggestion of cutting it in half is so much more vile than the idea of turning it upside down for <laughs> juice management. <laughs> It's also more like pleasing and aesthetically, aesthetically to like cut it in half and see what what you're what you're dealing with. Don't some rest? I mean, I don't think restaurants will do it, but they always hand you. They usually the places who get the make the big burgers, the restaurants will give you a steak knife with it for a reason. It depends how big it is, but if it's big enough, you want to chop that sucker in half. <laughs> New flavors this season from Laurels: Cookie, Melon, and Angus Burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, let's uh, wrap it up for this week. Thank you, everyone, for downloading After 9. We had a lot of new engagement this week, and I love that. So to everybody who told a friend or shared it on social, we appreciate you very much. Dave, do we owe any apologies to anybody today? Uh Yes, yeah. So let's get into this here. First of all, we have to apologize to bald people. Secondly, let's apologize to Scott and Kat for not giving them $5,000 bonuses. That is uh, right. We also, <laughs> we also should apologize to people who get married near sewers, grates, ponds, lakes, <laughs> wells, or anything with running water nearby. We should also apologize to delivery drivers who have sex en route. We should apologize to people who have pooped in the powder room at their home or someone else's. We should apologize to people uh, who eat more than 60 burgers a year. We should also go back and apologize to delivery drivers who have been denied the use of a bathroom. Uh, we should also apologize to people who cut their burgers in half and people who eat them upside down. And finally, we should apologize to Mike Tyson, not for anything in particular, but simply because it's just a good idea. It's good practical thing to do. Yeah. Hey, by the way, no charges to be laid against Tyson for that uh, that punch out that he had on the flight. Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be charged. He's a great man. Leave him alone, right? Am I right, guys? Absolutely. Yeah, he's never done anything wrong. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Have a great Friday, the thirteenth, an amazing weekend, and God, please go Leafs, go. Nike uh, has accused the retail website StockX of selling counterfeit versions of their shoes. Oh. Yep, apparently people were angry that they dropped 300 bucks in a pair of Air Gordons. <laughs> hey, listen to this, guys. Moderna has fired their new CFO after just one day on the job. Yep, they thought he was Moderna quality, but it turns out he was more of Johnson Johnson material. According to a new study, the top three baby names that are set to make a comeback this year are Joan... Mary and Margaret, which is also a full curse in a Catholic household. Oh, Joan, Mary, and Margaret! <laughs> North Korea reported its first coronavirus outbreak and ordered all cities and counties to enter a lockdown, or as they call it, business as usual. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.